one day I hope to write a book called The Lost Parties of Christianity because there are a lot of parties that God asks his people to have. And part of the reason that God asks his people to party was he wanted the children to see that being in God's community is fun. Yeah, and the early Christians did practice these festivals. They did, yeah. yeah festival I think, celebrations. I think I'm going to write a book just God wants you to party. It'll <laughs> yeah, probably outsell, that. you know, the title will, you know. That's you right. got to just take your material and put a different title on there. <laughs> God asks his people to party. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of the parties that God asks us to have, we don't have anymore. No. Uh, That's why I love Leviticus chapter 23 mm-hmm. here, because these are the parties that God asks us to party. You got to love a God who says, thou shalt take time off to party with your friends and family. That's you right. got to love a God who he makes that as a requirement. So we don't hate all of his laws. We don't. All right, well, you're listening Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And uh, I'll let you get started. Verse one, we got a lot of them. All right. It says, the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, which you are to proclaim as official days for holiday assembly or holy assembly. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day. Sabbath means stop day of complete rest. An official day for holy assembly it is the Lord's Sabbath day, and it must be observed wherever you live. I, by the way, I love Sabbath mm-hmm. meals at my home. It's yeah. what I look forward to Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. We have like a little raclette. We, we cook our food at the table. A what? What'd you call it? It's like a, a raclette. It's a Swiss thing because I married a Swiss raclette. girl. Raclette. So, huh. Yeah, it's uh, you bought it for me actually. Oh, it's a table. Well, you're welcome. It's a table. I have a feeling though your mom did. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a little tabletop grill, and so it's uh-huh. a very slow meal. We just kind of all of us sit around the little grill, uh-huh. and we just we eat, and it's kind of like right, slow down, stop Sabbath. Oh, that's cool. It's my favorite favorite things to do. And in addition to Sabbath, these are the Lord's appointed festivals, the official days for Holy Assembly that are to be celebrated at the proper times each year. The Lord's Passover begins at sundown on the fourteenth day of the first month. Not meaning January, they would be a different calendar year. Mm-hmm. On the eighth day, this would be springtime, uh, or sorry, on the next day, the 15th day of the month, you must begin celebrating the festival of unleavened bread. This festival to the Lord continues for seven days, and during that time, the bread you, you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, all the people must stop their ordinary work and observe an official day for holy assembly. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. So this is a week-long celebration. Yeah. On the seventh day, the people must, again, stop their ordinary work to observe an official day for holy assembly. Then the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you enter the land I'm giving you and your harvest is, it's, and you harvest his first crops, bring the priests a bundle of grain from the first cutting of your grain harvest. On the day, this is the celebration of the first harvest, which is um, the day that Jesus rose from the dead later on. Mm-hmm. On the day after the Sabbath, the priests will lift up before the Lord so that it may be accepted on your behalf. On that same day, you must sacrifice a one-year-old male lamb with no defects, defects, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a burnt offering to the Lord. With it, you must present a grain offering consisting of four quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. You must also offer one quart of wine as a liquid offering. Do not eat any bread or roasted grain or fresh kernels on that day until you bring this offering to your God. This is a permanent law for you. It must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. From the day after Sabbath, the day you bring the bundle of grain offering, be lifted up as a special offering. Count off seven full weeks. Keep counting until the day after the seventh Sabbath, 50 days later. This would be, that'd be Pentecost. Yep. 
then present your offering of new grain to the, the meaning Lord. of Pentecost is 50, 50 days. You know, yeah. Yeah. From wherever you live, bring two loaves of bread to be lifted up before you, before the Lord as a special offering. Make these loaves from four quarts of choice flour. Bake them with yeast. They will be an offering to the Lord from your first crops. Along with the bread, presented, present seven one-year male lambs with no defects, one, one young bull and two rams as burnt offerings to the Lord. These burnt offerings together with the grain offerings and liquid offerings will be a special gift of pleasing aroma to the Lord. Then you must offer one male goat as a sin offering and two one-year male lambs as a peace offering. The priest will lift up two lambs as a special offering to the Lord, together with the loaves representing the first of your crops. These, off, these offerings, which are holy to the Lord, belong to the priest. That same day will be proclaimed as an official day for the Holy Assembly, a day on which no ordinary work. This is a permanent law for you and must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields. We've seen that before. Yep, that was a couple of days ago, I think. Do not pick up what the harvesters drop. Again, this is for the poor. Leave it for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I'm the Lord your God. You want to take it 23? Yeah, we got the festival of the trumpets then, verse 23. The Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of, tra of Israel. On the first day of the appointed month in early autumn, you are to observe a day of complete rest. It will be an official day for holy assembly, a day commemorated with loud blasts of a trumpet. You must do no ordinary work on that day. Instead, you are to present special gifts to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, be careful to celebrate the Day of Atonement on the 10th day of, this, of that same month. Nine days after the Festival of Trumpets, you must observe it as an official day for a holy assembly, a day to deny yourselves and present special gifts to the Lord. Do no work during the entire day because it is the Day of Atonement when offerings of purification are made for you making you right with the Lord your God. All who do not deny themselves that day will be cut off from God's people. And I will destroy anyone among you who does any work on that day. I mean, man, again, it's pretty, do not work. You are not allowed to work that day. You must not do any work at all. This is a permanent law for you and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. This will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you. And on that day, you must deny yourselves. The day of rest will begin at sundown and the ninth day of the month and extend until sundown on the 10th day. It's interesting how he says that you must deny yourselves. You know, by taking the day off, you're denying yourselves. And a lot of this is because we are driven. We are driven to accomplish, driven to work and get things done. And we feel like we're losing a day when you take that day. But he says this is a self-denial thing, but it's to our benefit because it provides rest that is necessary. And the Lord said to Moses, we're in verse 33, and the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Begin celebrating the festival of shelters or the tabernacles or tents on the 15th day of the appointed month. By the way, this festival right after. here, yeah, um, scripture tells us that we will celebrate this in the next life. Yeah. So we're going to go camping. Extra attention to this one right here. Yeah, which is pretty cool. We're going to we'll go get... camping in the next life. Yeah. Um, so this uh, festival will last for seven days. On the first day of the festival, you must proclaim an official day for holy assembly when you do no ordinary work. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. The eighth day is another holy day on which you present your special gifts to the Lord. This will be a solemn occasion and no ordinary work may be done that day. These are the Lord's appointed festivals. Celebrate them each year as official days for holy assembly by presenting special gifts to the Lord burnt offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, and liquid offerings, each on its proper day. 
These festivals must be observed in addition to the Lord's regular Sabbath days, and the offerings are in addition to your personal gifts. The offerings you give to fulfill your vows and the voluntary offerings you present to the Lord. Remember that this seven-day festival to the Lord, the Festival of Shelters, begins on the 15th day of the appointed month after you have harvested all the produce of the land. The first day and the eighth day of the festival will be days of complete rest. It is kind of a beautiful celebration because it's in the fall. Mm -hmm. The Jews celebrate this today. And um, a lot of times I'll make like a little makeshift shelter in the backyard. And it's supposed to, you know, like a little pergola, but it's supposed to look a little bit shabby. And you'll have dinner there. So I'll have like, I've had dinner with friends in the backyard Mm -hmm. and a little shelter just to represent when they were in the, you know, when the Israelites were in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. It was commemorating the time when they lived in tents because, and which they were when they received this law, that's right. That's where they lived. But this is really a cool commemoration. Well, and in the next life, when we do it and we go camping and have the shelters, God says we're going to be remembering when we were in these tents of yeah. these these yep. bodies. Yeah, these yep, these bodies exactly. So uh, verse uh, verse forty on the first day, gather branches from magnificent trees, palm f- fronds, boughs from leafy trees, and willows that grow by the streams. Then celebrate with joy before the Lord your God for seven days. You must observe this festival to the Lord for seven days every year. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed in the appointed month from generation to generation. For seven days, you must live outside in little shelters. All native-born Israelites must live in shelters. It's just cool. And again, I, I just get such a kick out of this that, you know, God commands for us to take these, have these festivals. And the reason is because even though we know we need to get the rest that we should get, him simply saying you can rest, we wouldn't do it. And so he says, I know what you need. And so I'm, I'm going to make you do it. This is going to be a command. Yeah. So for uh, verse 43, this will remind each new generation of Israelites that I made their ancestors live in shelters when I rescued them from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. I'm sure the kids you know, of Israel just loved this festival. So Moses gave the Israelites these instructions regarding the annual festivals of the Lord. All you know, right. we've uh, we got to, uh, do your reading. Do your reading uh, tomorrow and Sunday. You may feel a little lost again in Leviticus without anybody explaining it, but we always encourage you to get a, a good study Bible too. An NLT study Bible or an ESV study Bible can be really helpful in getting through this. Then we only have a couple more days left of Leviticus next week. Yeah. And uh, then we're going to be moving on to the New Testament, which I'm looking forward to that as well. But this says this has been good. It's been good for us. And to it's get good this. to sometimes wrestle with things that where you feel lost. Yeah. I try to yep. make it a point to listen to podcasts that are way above my intellectual capabilities, which are most podcasts, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, well. And I'll, I'll be listening to podcasts of guys who are just way smarter and be like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then after after a while, it's like I'm starting to catch on. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it works sometimes. It, it oftentimes will soak in after the fact that that's it's amazing how the brain works. But yeah, when... When that material is then repeated at a later date, you're familiar with it, and so you get it. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, and you know, when it comes to those podcasts as well, you have to always know that the guys that you're listening to, they're well studied. I mean, they prepared for yeah. that podcast, so of course it's going to be over your head. But that's that's the whole idea. That's how we learn. We stretch and grow. Yep. And I think Leviticus does this for us. It right. forces us to stretch and grow. All right. What psalm is it for today? Be- yeah. I think, um, uh, 85 I'm sorry we uh yeah it is Psalm 73 no so I'm in the wrong I think you're in the wrong sorry yeah. we've had to record yeah. way ahead because uh, <laughs> I went to Honduras I know you're headed out of town so yeah. um, Psalm 87 and 88 is where we we're at so um so for some reason I've got Psalm 85 
85 here. Oh, yeah, Psalm 85 and 86. Right. I was looking at Saturday. Psalm 85 and 86, and I had made a note of verses 10 through 12 here. Again, a great psalm. 80, Unfailing love and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Speaking of God, uh, unfailing love and truth have met together. You got both love and truth. Speak the truth in love, Paul says in Ephesians. Righteousness, that's doing right, and peace, that's getting along, have kissed. Both these can come together in our God. Truth springs from the earth and righteousness smiles down from heaven. Yes, the Lord pours down his blessings. Yeah. So, so And th these are blessings, unfailing love and truth, righteousness and peace, truth coming from God and righteousness. That's that's what we ought to strive for. Yeah. Well, I, I love today's national days, national no one eats alone day. Okay. Kind of reminds me of like, you remember being in middle school or grade school and you head into the cafeteria <laughs> and you don't really know where to sit. Maybe you sit by yourself. Yeah. There's always those kids. But that happens in offices all across it does. our nation. And it happens in people's homes even. Mm -hmm. and Sometimes so, when there's people, multiple people living in the same home but eating on their own and by themselves, which is yeah, sad. Yeah. I encourage you, don't do that. Eat together Dinner as a time is such a, such a great time yeah. for people to be together. Eat together as a family. But I, I'd also say this. Invite somebody out who <clears throat> doesn't get invited out mm, to lunch. That's good. Maybe make that your aim today. Maybe that person in the office who nobody ever invites out to lunch, or maybe even that friend, somebody that you know from church, was like, I doubt they get many invites. Uh, I'm going to yeah, invite them out to good. lunch. Not if any of us are invited out to lunch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get all kinds of invitations now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Make it a good day, all and right, we'll, uh, we'll see you on Monday.